Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. Quarantine special. No cards tonight because I'm living inside, social distancing, all that stuff. Not that different for most of my life, except I didn't go to cards. And tonight I'm going to get high and talk about one of my Commander Decks because I didn't go to cards. I'm just picking one, and I'm picking one that I've been scared to do. I'm afraid to do it because the whole fucking thing is in Japanese, and I don't speak Japanese. But I do know every card in the deck, but the higher I get, the harder it might be. Tonight, we are smoking some Legend OG. We've also grown in yeah, Pennsylvania homegrown. And we are talking about Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow. So let's, uh, let's, let's do this. Living through history sucks. I mean, like, living through history really sucks. <coughs> okay. Yuriko the Tiger Shadow. One blue black for a legendary creature. Human ninja. She has commander ninjutsu for a blue and a black. Which means pay a blue and a black, return an, return an unlocked attacker you control to hand. I'll be honest with you, I smoked a little bit before I started. Put this card to the battlefield from your hand. On the, it's ninjutsu, but it can do it from your hand or graveyard. We all know this. She's a 1-3. Whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top card of your library, put that card in your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to that card's converted to mana cost. Backstory. I had a Veil of the Nightclad deck. It was like a rogue tribal with some ninjas in it. Never quite came together. I didn't lean 100% into the Vela combo-iness of it. I just wanted something that was going to give them evasion. But there, were, there weren't any payoffs for playing rogues other than like cards like knowledge exploitation like prowl cards but they're about as good as madness cards and ninjas didn't have much of a payoff either until yuriko came along so as soon as yuriko ooh, so as soon as yuriko got spoiled i believe she was in the kess deck the wizard's deck i knew this is what was going to happen so yuriko is the the best aggro commander they've printed in forever i used to have a kalia deck we'll talk about my kalia deck it's no longer a deck but this is a better aggro card than Kalia. Kalia hits one person, this hits all of them. You only have to hit one person, and you only have to do 40 damage. You don't have to do 120 damage. Yuriko is fast. Yuriko is powerful. Yuriko gets played in Legacy. So what are we going to do? We're going to... The deck's going to be a combination of a couple of things. There's, it's obviously going to have some ninja tribal, right? Because Yuriko triggers for each ninja that deals combat damage, not just Yuriko. So if you can get two, three, four triggers at a time, it's real good. Then also there's a little bit of triggeration to make other creatures in, into ninjas. And then there's some control stuff and some tricksy stuff. Yuriko. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hit you with ninjas. Now, I started building this deck and on a lark I put in like a Japanese copy of like a drawn catacomb or something that I had. I put in another Japanese card, and then I realized it's a ninja deck. Wouldn't it be cool if it was all Japanese? Well, if you're a commander player, you know what spiral that sent me down. Of over a year of hunting down Japanese cards. Yuriko itself, my Yuriko is Japanese. Took a long time to find. Wasn't cheap. And it's altered by LA Alters uh, to just blow out the border for me. But it's awesome. My one-of-a-kind Yuriko. And every card in the deck 
is Japanese. Now I keep a English language of the deck. English language. What is this called? What is this? Legend OG. All right. Well, we'll see. Um. Anyway, I keep a uh, 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 an English language copy of it in my phone, just so people know. But I do know all the cards. But as my eyesight gets sight, as I start slurring, obviously, and my eyesight gets blurry, you know who knows. So, Yurko has an average converted mana cost of three point two zero, and she costs eh, this version about eight hundred bucks. But that's not counting how hard it is to find some of the Japanese cards. Japanese rares are fairly easy to find. Japanese cards are popular. Japanese jank commons and commons and uncommons, not so easy to find. Like. You could get a Japanese copy of Nexus of Fate. You could probably find that on eBay right now. But find a Japanese copy of Sage Owl. I'll wait. Uh, the deck is running three basic swamps and six basic islands. They used to be from Commander, but now they are um, the new Theros lands, or the Japanese versions of the new Theros Pokemon lands. So... Let's get to it here. Okay. Uh, this deck is, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's the most optimized Yuriko deck you can find, but it's not a slouch. And I get flavor points for it. Cut. Reflecting pool. Just, you know, land. Not the best land, but it's fine. Insidious Dreams. This is the three and a black instant. You uh, discard. <laughs> it's already happening. You discard X cards and then you search your library for X cards and you put them on top of your deck in any order. It's just a way to really stack the top of the deck for a big ninja hit with Yuriko. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird card. I can't tell. Is it going to be funnier if I do fuck up some of the cards? And that's not that's out of my control. That's in that's in the hands of uh, Mary Jane. Bujugabog. Sky Diamond. Mutavault. Great ninja. Mutavault is an excellent ninja. I have won at least one or two games with Mutavault because they just didn't block it, not thinking that I would get the ninja trigger. But yeah, great ninja. Reality shift. I've ranted about it before, I'm sure. Never to return. Okay, let's. This is um, this is one of the examples of the. So the deck has. Okay, take a step back. <laughs> so, the deck has two types of creatures, right? It has infiltrators and it has ninjas, right? It has small, low drop, evasive creatures with some value to them. We'll get to those with some value to them. And then ninja payoff cards. You know, ninjas to help trigger Yuriko. The rest of the deck is made of, sure, card draw, man, acceleration, blah, 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 blah. But um, it also ha wants to hit with Yuriko's last ability. So what I'm doing is I'm playing cards that their converted mana cost is way higher. You know, the total converted mana cost is way higher than what I would pay for that effect. Never to return is black, black, one for sorcery. That's the downside. To destroy target creature or planeswalker. So, here is downfall. 
and then it's a three and a black for a sorcery. I think you remove... I never use it. I think you remove a card from a player's graveyard, a creature from an opponent's graveyard, and you create a zombie. Something like that. And But because it's three up top and four down below, this counts as seven is a total converted mana cost. I'm playing it for the top ability, which is a less good version of one I would run, but to have a hero's downfall on a card that's going to nug everybody for seven is what we're going for, right? So so you have infiltrators, ninjas, and then you have the the big hitters, right? But you, what you're trying to do is make the big hitters, at least some of them, the ones that you pay less mana for than what their mana cost says. This is Spire Owl. Spiral Owl and Sage Owl do the exact same thing, but this one has an actual, this one has a spire in it, and Sage Owl is in a library. So 1-1 one, one Flyer for two mana. When it enters the battlefield, you look at the top four cards of your library and rearrange them in any order. So look at the top four, and you set yourself up for your ninja turn. What's, and we already have right here what you want, right? Turn two, you play the owl. You set up the top of your deck. You put your biggest CMC card second from the top. Turn three, you draw your card. You attack with the owl. On turn three or turn four, whatever, in a four-player game, what I like about this deck, too, is it scales up. It's more powerful the more people are playing because I only have to hit one person per turn or ever. You know, I only have to have one person to attack, and the more people there are, the more likely someone will be open. And, the, you know, the odds of someone, of every player having a way to block your 1-1 flyer on, like, turn three are pretty low. And so, attack, you put... You're going to play, you flip over the top card, which you put second from the top, and hopefully it's, you know, never to return, right? Yuriko is like the much-hated Derevi in that you very rarely pay her commander tax. You have a way to bring her out from the command zone into the play for two mana every time. And so she is very, very... Like, you do not get punished at all in this deck for building around your commander. You are going to win with this deck because of your commander, but you're not going to get punished for it because she never costs more than two mana. So. Anyway, so that's what you're trying to do, right? And, and, the, and the idea is, that I, so this so this owl comes back to my hand. Now, when I play it again, it still has value. I know some people play the, like, 1-1 one, one unblockables for one, the Mistblade Shinobis and things like that. Not Mistblade Shinobi, but, oh, fuck, what's that thing called? Slitherblade. Silverblade, like a Naga ninja thing. It's this 1-1 unblockable for one, but that's all it does. With uh, the Owl, I can replay it, set up on my turn, right? Like set up for, I don't know, to me, especially later in the game, the rearrange of the top four is more important maybe than having the 1-1 flyer or the 1-1 unblockable. So I like them to have value once they come back to my hand. Cast them again. Talisman of Dominance. Felwar Stone, Fabled Passage, pretty uh, extended art, Japanese Fabled Passage. I bought this at um, Command Fest Seattle, which uh, now I think about that big sweaty room full of people and I'm both nostalgic and terrified. Um, cool card, obviously, and it's just a dope Japanese version of it. Like, you know, I found it. I was like, well, that's going in. I didn't, I wasn't like, I need a Fabled Passage for this deck. I was, I saw this full art Japanese fable passage and I was like, yeah, all right then. 
Cover of Darkness is an enchantment for one any black. When it enters the battlefield, you uh, name a, a creature type. And then all creatures of that type have fear, which of course means they can only be blocked by black and artifact creatures. Just a way to give your ninjas evasion. And again, probably say it a few more times because I'm me. Someone's going to be open. Someone will not have a black creature. Someone will not have an artifact creature. And you only have to hit one person. Fallen Shinobi. That's our first ninja we've hit. Fallen Shinobi is one of the new Modern Horizons ninjas. Uh, I had finished this deck all in Japanese. And then they spoiled Modern Horizons. And there were like six cards I had to get. And I was very pissed. Fallen Shinobi is really cool. I haven't, uh, haven't hit with it yet. The four mana... I mean, it's it's a four mana ninjutsu for a five four, so that's actually that's real damage. Um, and then what's it do? It like you exile the top two cards or a library, and then you may cast one. I, I should look that up. Um, hold on a second. What does Fallen Shinobi do? I've never hit with it. Uh, exile that player exiles the top two cards or a library until end of turn. You may pay those cards without paying their mana costs. Okay, so it's kind of like a more powerful bit worse thief of sanity um yeah so uh, this is one it's awesome it could kind of i said i've never hit with it so i don't i don't know how awesome it is it could go just the four man is a lot but i mean you know i still want to play it demir signet sakashima student one of the really good ninjas this is the clone that um yeah when it comes into play it is a clone of anything in the battlefield and a ninjutsu ninjutsu's for two so a lot cheaper than fallen shinobi and uh it also stays a ninja uh is his other ability and that helps with the yuriko damnation i don't you know obviously i don't want my creatures to die but i don't mind when yuriko dies like i said because of how cheap she is so you know Cards like Damnation don't hurt me so much as long as I think I can get Yuriko back out there. Higiri the Steel Wind. It's one of the previous legendary ninjas. This is the one that it costs four to ninjutsu it. It's a three four. When it hits, you uh, search your library for a ninja and put it in your hand. I think. And then it's got. Uh, Activated ability of two generic uh, target ninja becomes unblockable. I actually use that ability more than I use that uh, the the uh, tutor ability. Just making them unblockable is enough for me. So, because it, it can make itself unblockable, but just I just want to hit you with Yuriko in play, and this can help me do that. I mean, you know, tutoring is nice. Here we go, uh, Sage Owl. I know that because it's in a library. Because I already did Spiral. Same thing as Spiral. Top four cards, rearrange them. Vampiric Tutor. Tutors that put things on top of your deck are really good with your kill. Right? You, you want to set up the top of your deck for the hit. And if you can do that once you... what What's great about Vampiric Tutor and also Mystical Tutor later is that you don't have to waste it. You can Because it's an instant, you can wait until the trigger goes on the stack to make sure your opponents don't have any shenanigans. You know, by killing Yuriko before damage or something. You can wait till the damage happens and cast this. And put something huge on top of your deck and hit everybody. Dark Slick Shores. Sunken Ruins. Do pretty good on the names. Strip Mine. Never know. Counterspell. 
this one's signed by Zach Stella. So it's the Eternal Masters one. I like that one. He's, he's got that like ring around him and shit. But, um, Arcane Signet. This was a little hard to track down. A Japanese Arcane Signet. Bloodstained Mire. Yeah, I'm running off-color fetches. One, because I just found Japanese ones at the same Command Fest. And also because I care about the top of the deck. I do. And this is a way to shuffle away a bad top of the deck. Plague Wind. Here's a card I don't play very often, but it's 9 mana to destroy all creatures that aren't yours. Hits for 9. That's a lot of damage. If we're late enough in the game where I can pay the 9 mana to just clear the way, yeah, it's not bad. It's not great, but... It also, you know, but Damnation, which I mean, I know also have, but Damnation doesn't do you in the face for nine. Ghost Quarter. I guess this deck is particularly interested, is, is worried about other lands. What am I worried about? Maze of Ith. That is one something that can really shut this deck down is Maze of Ith. It sucks. Go for the Throat. Just uh, effective removal. Always better than Doomblade. Ooh, here's one of the prizes of the deck. Japanese. Storybook. Brazen Borrower. Ooh, I love this card. They knew what they were doing when they made this card. Holy shit. It's a bounce bell and it's a creature with flash. You know, I use it in this deck. I can put it into play. I can, you know, put into play and end a turn and then I can put in a ninja with it and bring it back to my hand and then when it's in my hand, it's a bounce bell again. And then when I cast the, cast the bounce spell, it goes on, goes on an adventure and then I can bring it back and then I can use it to get a ninja in. Oh, it's so good. I haven't cast it yet, I don't think. So, but in my dreams, it's so good. Morphic Pool. Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth. I have sung its praises before. Cold Steel Heart. Cunning Evasion. This is one of those Modern Horizons ninja cards that they printed. It's one in a blue for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control becomes blocked, you may return it to your hand. So, it's got Steve Argyle art on it. Yeah, so you... It's exactly what you want in the ninja deck, right? You attack, and then any of your blocked creatures you can bring back to your hand. And if they're ninjas, you can then ninjutsu them out for the unblocked creatures. It's crazy. It's craziness. I don't know if it's any good, but it's so flavorful. Flooded Strand, same convention, same thing. Nether Trader, love Nether Trader. It's a 2-2. Two, two. It's a cast 2 black for a 1-1 one, one with Shadow and Haste. Right? Yeah. And then there's a, a thing about whenever a creature you control dies, you can play a black to bring Nether Trader back to your hand, I think. Or maybe to play. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. This has been good in the deck because... You know, you, you play your, your unblockable creature, then you got to untap. This, with the haste, sometimes late game, this is actually really nice to get you moving again because you can do it that turn. That sounds dumb, but the haste is, is relevant on this card. Ninja of the Deep Hours, right? This is the one, the classic ninja, the only other one played in Legacy, I believe. Actually, no, I don't even think this is played Legacy anymore. It was replaced. Uh, this is the one that draws your card whenever a ninja deals damage, but the two the two mana there. Creeping Tar Pit. I have used Creeping Tar Pit 
as an infiltrator, I have returned a creeping carpet to my hand with Commander Ninjutsu. You know, this one's signed by Jason Felix. Miss Blade Shinobi. Nope, that's not what this one's called. Um, Miss Syndicate Naga. Yeah, got it. This is the three mana three one with Ninjutsu for three mana. And then whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you make a copy of it. I like it. One, because it reminds me of Giant Out of, Giant Out of Age. And when I get to my Xenagos deck, I'll talk to you about how much I love Giant Out of Age. And also the 3-1 ability. There's a card in here. One of my cards is the... There's a card in here that works really well with creatures with one power or toughness. And uh, being able to create a bunch of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool card. I didn't, run, I didn't run it when it first came out. I picked it up. Because I just bought a Japanese copy of all the ninjas cards from the entire set. And I didn't run it at first, but upon further consideration, uh, I, I don't know, I dig it. Mana Severance. One and a blue for a sorcery. Search your deck for any number of land cards and remove them from the game. Shuffle your library. So once I've got enough lands out, enough mana out, and um, I don't need much... I can cast this and get all the lands out of my deck so that everything else in the deck hits with the Yuriko triggers. Yeah. It's a little janky, but I think it's cool. Here's one of the big ones. Commit to memory. Uh, three mana split card, or aftermath card, right? Yeah, aftermath card. Uh, three mana, uh, four mana to instant return target permanent to its owner's hand. And then six mana for a time twister. So it's a 10 mana card. So it hits good. It's a it's a good ability. You know, have, being able to time twister is never a bad thing. So having it sitting in your graveyard is fine. But I mean, this hits for 10. This deck draws hate. I know Yuriko is popular. So I'm probably not telling anybody anything they don't know. But Yuriko draws hatred. Because she's aggro. And as people learn that, you know, they look at Demir, they don't think aggro. She is aggro as fuck. You have to try to kill me before I kill you, because I'm going to kill you really fucking fast. Thought Vessel, obviously just a good rock, but also this deck draws a lot of cards. So you want to have, I have multiple ways in the deck to have a no maximum hand size, because Yuriko's ability puts a lot of a lot of cards in your hand. <laughs> well, speaking of which, Reliquary Tower, remind me to shuffle so they're not next to each other. Murderous Cut. I've grown to really like this card. This is the five mana instant to exile or to just destroy a creature, but it's got delve, so it can end up cast costing one black, and uh, you know for an instant speed kill spell. If you just exile four cards from your graveyard, again, it costs it, it hits for five mana, but it only costs me one. It's a way to me just lower my to put bigger higher anyway. And then we have Demir Infiltrator. Demir Infiltrator is he's a black and a blue, or he's blue and a black for a card from one of the Ravnica sets. It's a 1-3. Uh, he's unblockable. Or it's unblockable, whatever. It's a spirit, I think. It's, um, it's just, It looks like a fucking ninja, by the way, but it's like a spirit. And it transmutes for three. Uh, so you can transmute it to go get any card in your deck uh, to mana costs. Uh, CMC2. So he's good early game. So he's good to get people in, but also that transmute. There are there are good cards in here 
that require two mana, that are two mana, that are potentially game winners. Um, we have Mana Severance. We have Cun... Eh, not Cun Invasion, that's not going to be the game. Um, we have... Uh, oh, this is fucking exciting. What's the other one I saw that we already had? Or is that it? Oh, Cover of Darkness. Those are two of the ones we've seen so far, but there are more that are even better. That Demir Infiltrator. So this one is... Um, and I, and I like that, you know, you can you use it to get in, and then once you bounce it back to your hand, it's a tutor. So that's that's cool. I like to take advantage of the cards going back to my hand. So this deck isn't as low to the ground as some Euroco decks tend to be. Oh, it's halftime, by the way. I actually have some guests coming up on the show, although I say that knowing that those guests are probably the only people listening to the show, so you know they know, I guess. I'm very excited to get high and talk about robots. I mean, who doesn't want to get high and talk about robots? I know a guy. That's just what he does. <sighs> All right, let's get to the second half. I, I can uh, upload this thing and get back to the apocalypse. Tetsuko Umazawa from Dominaria should have been a ninja. One in a blue for one three. Creatures you control with power or toughness, one or less, can't be blocked. So good in here. He has his own evasion because he makes himself unblockable. She? I don't know. Shit. Lazy. Makes Yuriko unblockable. Makes a lot of my creatures unblockable. Tashir is a great card. I'm not running the family weapon, the Jite. I used to. But equipment's not good in here because of the bringing creatures back and forth to your hand. And Jude's good, but it's not a control deck. It's an aggro deck. Sensei's Divoting Top. You want to be able to control the top of this deck. You want to make sure that, and that, you want to make sure that you're putting a big CMC card on top before you hit with your echo. And uh, top is a great way to do that. You know, top's a great way to do that. And it's just a good card. And it's very flavorful. A Japanese dividing top is not super cheap. Cyclonic Rift. Full Art Castle Lockwain. I like the castles a lot. There's very little cost of running them. One of my favorite cards in the deck. Baleful Strix. Baleful Strix, of course. Blue Black for a 1-1 with Death Touch and when it comes to play, draw a card. That's all great and it's, it's perfect for the deck because of the value, but... Nils Ham, the artist, not only signed it, but he put a little ninja mask and an orange like TMNT uh, bandana on uh, my owl because I told him I, I asked him if he could make it into a ninja, so he put a ninja mask on it, and it's awesome. It's my ninja Strix, blighted agent. This is one of the unblockables I run that doesn't have a lot of recursive value, but. This deck is designed to 
do like 50 damage max. <laughs> so this is a way with another card in the deck. It's just kind of a half-assed attempt to, to, to have a win condition in case I run into a lifelink deck. And it still does what I wanted to do as far as sneaking my ninjas into play. I wish I had another... another. I should put something else. I wish I had something else for this spot. Hopefully something will come along. So I don't... I don't. I haven't won with it yet. I haven't used it yet. So I wonder if there's something better to put there. But I do like the idea of... You know, I just... I see people gaining life. I've run into... In my new store, I've run into Kravun uh, Regna... I think even one of them has like an Aloro deck. I mean, Aloro. Fucking savages. So, but but I don't know. I, I, I would like to take it out of the deck. Isn't that a weird feeling? I would like to take it out. I just don't know what to put in its place that would cover the needs that I want and still do the fundamental thing that I want in the deck, which is this unblockable. Drowned Catacomb, Soul Ring, Ponder, Quickling. Quickling's a one and a blue for a 2-2 two -two with flash and flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you return a creature you control to your hand. This is kind of like Blighted Agent, and I don't know about it. It's okay. It's been done me some good work, but you have to already have another creature in play, but if that creature's Yuriko, you can bounce Yuriko, and then you can have a flyer, and then... So there's there's cool stuff it can do, but uh, it's... It, you know, it can be replaced. What cannot be replaced is Toxic Deluge. Just a great way to kill creatures. Shizo, Death Storehouse. I love this land. I've probably already said that I love this land. Probably in Villas. It's great in here because it's a good way to give you... It gives you can give Yuriko fear. It's awesome. Looks cool. Flavorful. Hatred. So this is the second deck that I've mentioned Hatred in. I believe this is the only other deck I have Hatred in. Hatred, of course, is five mana for an instant. Pay X life. Target creature gets plus X plus O. This is the card that goes, obviously, a real world Blighted Agent or Yuriko to one-shot somebody. I don't know. Maybe that should go. But I just... I, I don't think this deck can beat an Aloro deck. So what do I do about that? I have to have a way other than kill them before they get there. So. Alright, so there's only one foil in here because there's only one card in here that, that only comes in foil. And that is Nexus of Fate. I, I've often shied away from extra turn spells. That's meta dependent, of course. Nexus of Fate's a fun... Okay, it's not a fun card. It's a fucking gross card, but I don't know. The seven mana hits hard, and uh, the Japanese one's, Japanese one's so pretty. It's really pretty. So, Nexus of Fate, and then, yeah, I've used it to win the game. I've peeled it, seven damage, cast it, take another turn. Yeah, I, I've done it. Reanimate. It's a cheap way to get creatures into play. Phyrexian Tower. I'm, I'm fucked up right now. Ash Barons. Polluted Delta. So people can't yell at me for that fetch. There we go. Ingenious Infiltrator. This is the one that's played in Legacy now. It's uh, and it's a 2-3 that ninjutsu's in for a blue and a black. And then whenever it or another ninja does combat damage, 
you draw a card. So it's just a better version of Ninja of the Deep Hours that's slightly harder to get into play, but it can draw you a lot of cards. If you can get this guy going and Yuriko going, you're drawing cards, you're doing damage. It's just, it, 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 can, it can snowball really quickly. Consigned to Oblivion. I think this is the one that makes a ninja. Or makes a zombie. Never the return. Fuck, what is that? What is never return do? No, that's what never return does. No, what the fuck does this one do? Oh, that's right. Okay. Consigned to Oblivion. It's just a, it's a bounce spell. It's one in a blue to, to bounce a non-land permanent. If I'm going to run one, I'd rather one that says non-land permanent instead of creature. And then, and then the aftermath side, four and a black to uh, make opponents card two cards. I've never done that, but just a two mana bounce spell. But again, its total converted CMC is seven. Curtain's Call. Six mana to destroy a creature, to destroy two creatures, but it has uh, Undaunted, right? Where it costs one less for each opponent. So in a four player game, it's actually. Three mana to destroy two creatures, which is really nice. And again, six mana. Uh, more than I'm going to pay for it. It's taking a while, but here it is. Conspiracy. Black, black, three for an enchantment. From Arcadian Masks, maybe. All creatures that you control that are in your hand and in play and in your deck and your library up your ass, they are all that creature type. So, you say ninjas. Now, any creature you hit with, with Yuriko, is a ninja. Or any creature you hit, and it's you know you know you know what conspiracy does. Limb duels vault, CEDH staple. So really gross. This card, I don't. This card doesn't get enough credit. This card is fucking disgusting. But being able to dig through your deck, and and in this case, set up the top of your deck before a hit goes off, you can do some real damage with it. This card, this card is gross, man. Swan Song, I run it in most blue decks. Temple of Deceit, I'm not a huge fan of temples, but the scry is, is valuable. Fairy Seer is a 1-1 flyer. When it enters the battlefield, you scry two? Yeah, you scry two. Just good value, uh, It's a it's a and it's a one drop with evasion, so it's a possible turn two Yuriko with, you know, then it turns into this kind of cantrip. Brainstorm, good to, good way to put expensive cards that you've already drawn from your hand back into play for your co-triggers, or back into, onto the deck for your co-triggers. Watery Grave, Beacon of Tomorrows, okay, there are two extra turn spells. I like this one because it costs eight mana, so it's a chunk of life. And uh, I don't know. I like. I found out I like Nexus Fate, and it goes back to the deck. And I don't. Have, I don't have an excuse. I found a Japanese one. And I thought it'd be cool. Diabolic Tutor. I love this old Diabolic Tutor because it's got art by Dave Dorman. For people who don't know, Dave Dorman used to be like the Star Wars cover artist. Go back and look up the covers to co old comics like uh, Crimson Empire. Like just like Google like Dave Dorman Star Wars. He he drew some he drew some badass Star Wars covers. But I think it was Crimson Empire, which was a, a two two of them, Crimson Empire one and two, which were miniseries about Imperial Guards after the Emperor's death or parent death or whatever. 
But anyway, Dave Dorman did these really badass Star Wars covers. And so when I see his name on here, I don't think he did many Magic cards. but And the art in here is very kind of unique for Magic. Anyway, uh, it's a... I couldn't... I don't have a Japanese Demonic Tutor. This is the same thing. I sacrifice Yuriko. Frexian Arena. We know how I feel about Frexian Arena. River of Tears. How do I feel about River of Tears? Ah, that's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Bolus of Citadel, new edition, haven't gotten to play yet, but it, you know, it's it's six mana, so, ouch. And then it also lets me look at the top card of my deck and pay, play the top card of my deck when I'm trying to, you know, uh, trying to hit home with the damage, so, I don't know. I haven't... I haven't got out yet. <laughs> I know I'm saying that a lot. I have played this deck a lot, but I've made some changes. Command Tower, Mystical Tutor, uh, along with Vampiric Tutor being a great way. Usually you go get Commit to Memory if, you, if you're trying to just get damage in. Or if you're trying to go for crazier shenanigans, you can go get um, Nexus of Fate or Beacon of Tomorrows or something. Um, out... Cast, what's this called? It's um, Changeling Outcast. Uh, this is the best ninja that they printed in Modern Horizons. It's a, a black mana for a 1 1 Changeling with, that is unblockable. So it's a 1 1 unblockable ninja. That's pretty awesome. Full Art Castle Vantress. This is actually better, not Castle Vantress. What's the, wait, what's the, what's the uh, blue one called? Oh, Castle of Vantress. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Because um, this one, you know, pay four mana, tap it to scry. Again, most of the time I'm never going to use this, but long game. Top deck manipulation, sure, why not? Pretty free. Dig Through Time. We all know Dig Through Time. We're waiting for it to get banned in Pioneer. Dig Through Time, eight mana. I only want to cast it for two. But, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty standard in Yuriko decks, I think. Arcane Adaptation is just a three-mana blue version of Conspiracy. The only difference is Conspiracy takes away your creature's creature types, and Arcane Adaptation leaves them. So Arcane Adaptation, your creatures are ninjas in addition to their other types. That's not going to matter at all here, but it is the difference between the two. I don't think that's worth two mana. Um, uh, Ink Eyes, Servant of Oni. The most expensive ninjutsu card in the deck. Six mana for a 5-4. The ninjutsu is five. And then whenever it deals damage to a player, you may put target creature from that. You reanimate something from their graveyard and it has two mana to regenerate ink eyes. I just kind of want to run ink eyes. I don't, I don't know if it's that good. Five mana is so much for the ninjutsu. It really is. Rogue's Passage. Because sometimes you just got to get in there. I think I have too many colorless. I mean, it, it, listen, if we get to the point in the game where I, I'm relying on Rogue's Passage to, pass, rogue, rogue's passage to get it in damage, then I'm probably in trouble. But still, no reason not to run it. But do you think I have too many colorless lands? Man is never usually a problem. Sunken Hollow. <laughs> Doomsday. Doomsday is this deck's Crater Hoof Behemoth. 
It is an all or nothing play. Three black. Exile everything. Pick five cards, put them on top of your library. You go get the five most expensive cards in the deck and your graveyard. And you put them on top and you hit with five ninjas. And if you've done it right, you win. It's tricky, it's dumb. Augury Owl. I think I mentioned that four hours ago. Augury Owl is not the same thing as um, Spire Owl and Sage Owl. It's actually a little better. It's a 1-1 flyer for two, but when it comes into play, you scry three? Yeah, you scry three, which is pretty good. That's better than looking at the top four and rearranging them. Narset's Reversal. Looks really wicked in Japanese. Just a good card. Feels kind of ninja-y. Oh, this is a good one to leave off on. Scroll Rack. This is the number one target for Demir Infiltrator. Scroll Whack is a very powerful way to win the game. Putting, you know, the big expensive cards from your hand on top of your library before damage. Plus, it's a Japanese scroll rack. It's a ninja scroll. How fucking dope. This was the moment. I was working on the Japanese version. I found this Japanese ninja scroll for not that much money. And I was like, fuck. I'm in it. I'm going to do this whole deck Japanese. And it happens to be my favorite pimp that I've ever done. This is my masterpiece. I don't know. I, I, I love looking at it. I love playing with it. I know that it's uh, aggravating or it's just powerful. But it's definitely beatable. But come on, wizards. Not making us pay commander tax. Like, what the fuck? So, this uh, wraps up a uh, special quarantine edition of Chad Gets High. Talks about his commander decks. My name is Chad. I'm pretty damn high. And I just talked to you about my Yuriko the Tiger's Tail. Tiger Yuriko the Tiger. Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow. Commander deck. I guess, I mean, it's quiet here all the time at night, but I don't know, man. This is all fucking weird. So weird. Anyway, that was my, I don't know if I'm going to, when I'm going to get another one of these up. It just depends on all this bullshit. So, uh, anyway, take care of yourself.